Ross Williams here with us this evening on West Virginia Beer Roads. Ross, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. Well, it's nice, uh, a nice cold evening. It's winter time here, and I'm with uh, Aaron McCoy, who's my podcast partner. Aaron, welcome. Thank you. Happy to be here. Um, so, Ross, I've heard you say you're a native of Romney, West Virginia. Talk about where you grew up and what it was like there. Yeah, I grew up in Romney. It's uh, a beautiful historic town um, surrounded by a lot of agriculture. Uh, my grandfather was in the orchard business years and years ago. Um, lots of great produce and, uh, and um, some great cow farms up the road from where I grew up. Well, what was it like, though, working on a farm or being in a farm like that as a child? Oh, I, I, you can't really say I worked on a farm. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, we, we made uh, hay and straw occasionally. Uh, my father would do some wheat, but he hasn't done that for many years. Uh, what I did grow up doing with him a lot was um, apiary work. He's always been a beekeeper. So I grew up getting familiar with that. Uh, someday I'll get into it and get some hives. <laughs> so how did you uh, first become interested in brewing as a profession? Um, well, I've always been intrigued by fermentation and, you know, curious about why uh, apple cider we would make sometimes would be you know very good and sweet when we first made it and later sometimes it would be vinegar and you know you can use a little bit of apple cider vinegar but you don't need gallons of it and sometimes it would be a fermented thing that was very nice to drink with a little natural carbonation and uh you know we weren't really allowed to drink very much of that as kids but it was uh fascinating to me so I explored fermentation with a lot of mixed results for, for years. And so it went from the apple cider kind of thing over to beer? Well, I brewed my first batch of beer when I was in college, and it was terrible. <laughs> we did a not know what we were doing, my friends and I. And after that first... Uh, first little foray into it and realizing we wanted to do something better um read a lot of books and you know realized there were great resources at the library in morgantown so what was your first job in a brewery i started working at morgantown brewing company working part-time in the brewery very part-time and working in the restaurant there uh so i started washing kegs and helping out at that brewery, um, I think February 2013. Mm -hmm. And your responsibilities continued to grow from keg washer to assistant, or how'd that happen? Uh, grew from keg washer to everything washer, was kind of how it went. Uh, Jesse, uh, who had, had showed me around, was. Um, basically the assistant brewer at that time but he was this the uh physical plant manager in in charge of all building maintenance and all the facility stuff and anything that broke in the brewery anything that broke in the restaurant anything that broke 
in the building. Jesse was really supposed to figure out how to take care of it. And I started helping him with that. You know, it, a, lot of, a lot of those do-it-yourself kind of repairs are really a two-man job, especially when neither of you knows what you're doing. Okay, so you mentioned uh, working with Jesse. So what are some other brewers that you worked with, and what have you learned from them? Um, well, Brian, uh, Brian Anderson was the brewmaster and uh, got, really, got to be really good friends with him. Um, and Brian just really took, took me to school on brewing beer, uh, you know, doing it the same way every time, you know, once you have your process ironed out. Um, you know, just getting in the, in the habit of checking your gravities on your fermentations all the time was a new thing for me as a, a home brewer because you can't go dipping in a carboy every day. You won't have any beer left by the time it's done, and you'll probably contaminate it. So, so that was a new, that was kind of a new thing, you know, just getting into the mindset of of working with a a much larger volume of beer. Well, considering that, obviously you worked with a brewer. When did you get to brew your first solo beer commercially, and what style was it? Um. Well, that's a that's a really good question. Uh, you know, I started share, like helping the guys in the in the brew house on brew day because brew mash in is a two man job uh, in a lot of breweries, and it certainly is there because you have to manually stir the mash. So they were pretty happy to have me help early on. Um, it was a good while, though, you know, I mean, and, and I think it should be a good while if you haven't really trained as a brewer before, right? Oh, of course. So it was well over a year after I first learned to do some basic stuff helping them out in the brewery. And? So when, what would you consider your first, okay, this is my solo beer that you were in charge of, even though you needed help with, but it was what you decided, this is what I want to brew for commercial beer and what style was it um well okay we we brewed small batches there okay and we did sell those at the bar and i brewed several you know on my own that we sold there if you consider that a commercial batch you know we were brewing two barrel experimental batches which is still a lot of beer that's you know four big kegs of beer um and i did one there that i was really pleased with it was a lot of fun it was a scotch egg scotch ale uh keith helped me that day and we put some sausage in the boil and cracked a few eggs in there mostly for the name you know we used some some smoked malt and it was uh it was a good beer i could you tell there was sausage and eggs in it thankfully no (laughs) it was a good beer though uh and that one you know that stands out in my in my memory uh but really on a bigger scale, it would be the Bitter Santa here at Bad Shepherd Beer Company. No kidding. So that would you call that your first solo batch where you designed it, did it all, pretty much led the whole process yourself? Either that or the Loud. I think the Loud, really, I brewed before that. Um, 
Well, so when was it along the way? You're working up at Morgantown with that wild crew up there, Brian and the guys. Uh, when was it that uh, you determined in your own mind that you wanted to be a head brewer yourself and take a brewing job somewhere else? Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know that it really had occurred to me, uh, you know, because I felt pretty young in, in my brewing career, really, you know, and uh, I'd seen Jesse do his master's in brewing science. Um, I knew Mike Vance and his brother were going to open their own place, and that just seemed really ambitious and really exciting. You know, I could kind of see myself doing that where I, you know, I'd be responsible for my own mistakes. Uh, I, at, at the time that I left there, I really couldn't have imagined that someone would let me be in charge of something like this, but it's, it's working out so far. Um, I think so. What do you like most about this profession? Uh, well, really, it's a big part of it's the people. You know, the people who love craft breweries and stuff are a huge part of um, what, what keeps it exciting. It's seeing what they have to say about uh, something that you've made or something that's popular that's out there that they're really interested in um, and seeing them get excited about uh, something that something that we've taken from grain to glass you know is uh, a really wonderful thing um, I'm still fascinated with the fermentation I mean that never that's never gone away for me and and the wine barrels we have on the other side of the building um really have a you know special place for me because it's uh it's a spontaneous kind of thing going on in there really interesting well going through this process obviously you talked about what you enjoy the most but what has been the most challenging for you uh there have been a lot of challenges um you know uh a big part of it is, uh, though, and now I have a real appreciation for what Brian always did, is figuring out what you're going to do next and the order of events, the order of operations, because it's pretty easy to get focused on one thing, like, oh, we have this pile of kegs, let's do that. And maybe your time would be better spent letting the kegs go till the next day and doing something else to get kind of ahead on your process and uh, make sure you're putting out the freshest beer possible, you know. Um, yeah, basically just kind of managing yourself, managing myself is the most difficult part. <laughs> does that make sense? It does. The planning process itself has to be pretty difficult, and I, I imagine that's a time issue. But having said that, and time constraints or not, what would be your ultimate brewing goal? Oh, gosh. Uh, ultimate brewing goal. Um, ah, that's, that's such a tough question. Um, you know, there's so much good beer out there. You know, I, I don't know if I'll ever make a beer that is um, that kind of, like, world-class beer. Um, you know, I mean, Lambic, you know, is such a, a, a fascinating thing, but um, we're not set up for that here. You know, there's no way to do that. Well, outside of Belgium, really. Uh, all, you know, but there are world-class beers out there. 
Um, I, I first became fascinated with Samuel Smith's oatmeal stout and, and trying to make something like that at home. Um, and it's a nearly perfect beer, you know. Uh, so I guess the goal is to just try to make something like, kind of like that. Um, not necessarily Sam Smith's, but something that's too uh, great style, you know. Yeah, speaking of that, uh, you got a beer in your hand. What are you drinking today? Uh, right now, I'm I'm sipping on uh, our noble cause. Um, this is a light beer that we were calling a pilsner, and really, it's uh, now it's a Kolsch. Been using a Kolsch yeast, uh, and uh, pretty happy with it. There's room for improvement, um, but it's uh, it's trying to get it closer to a Kolsch style. It's not like there's anything wrong with the beer. It's it's delicious and it's good. You know, I'm drinking one right now. But it's not quite like a Kolsch, you know, so there's tweaking to be done. Now, if you're going to have your choice, though, of what you could drink, what are some of the favorite styles you really enjoy? Uh, well, I, I love a good pale ale. Of course, I do drink some IPAs. Uh, I make a lot of IPA, but um, really, if I'm if I'm sitting down to taste a bunch of beers, I kind of like to start with lighter beer, and then progress toward dark. Uh, so a perfect pilsner is a delicious, great thing, but I like some more interesting stuff in my life. So I'm drawn toward uh, drawn toward English ales. Um, the world of Belgian beer, you know, I can always drink Belgian wit beer, uh, you know, or any kind of like Belgian table beer. What about sours? How do you feel about sours overall as far as brewing? And, and are they a style that you prefer or you're just getting into or not your thing? Oh, I love sour beer. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, no good tasting session is complete without some sours whether it's kettle sours uh that these days are always like fruity and and stuff or if it's serious barrel aged beer um or barrel fermented beer you know something that's that's been in oak or has been inoculated with a cool ship and made into a wild ale maybe not maybe it's not necessarily sour it's just funky um i love that stuff Thanks, Ross, for taking the time and uh, joining us here in your grain room. I love this while we're doing this interview. Well, I hope you enjoyed our little visit with Ross Williams, head brewer at Bad Shepherd Beer Company in Charleston, West Virginia. We so often enjoy the fruits of the labors of our brewers, but we don't that often know all that much about their backgrounds, where they came from, and what really makes them tick. And speaking of Ross Williams, Erin tried a beer recently that Ross made that she really liked. It's called Drip Tease, and she provides us this little review. New beer is a cream ale that has been conditioned on coffee. It's local coffee here from Taylor Books. It's got a great strong coffee smell. It blends very well with the cream ale, but it's not heavy overall. It's a light color. It's got a good head. It's carved very well. Overall, I'm going to give it a four out of five as far as flavor goes. 
That's all for this episode of West Virginia Beer Roads. So for Aaron McCoy, my podcast partner, this is Charles Bockway saying see you later. West Virginia Beer Roads is a production of BrilliantStream.com.